Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. There are supposed to be five of us this evening. One's gone missing. A bit like add a insert of Sunderland's defender's Any name. Defender. Yeah. Defender. I was going to say Wes Brown, then I was saying, well, could I say Quarters? No, you, was definitely, you could definitely tell that Wes Brown was playing. Like, Yeah. Not in a good way. No, that's what was my point. That You don't yeah. have to spoil. I was, well, I was to explain the punchline. Well, yeah, well, well, I've said somebody's gone missing, so shall I get into that now? Okay, Chris Young is going to be here, but he's running late because of, of the traffic, and uh, we're a little bit impatient, so we decided to start start without him anyway. Gary Foster's here again. Gary, please Good have you with us. Good evening. Get in there. Get in. We're, we're a bit um, all at sea school? this evening because uh, the studio's broken, so again. we've managed to cobble <laughs> together um, something, so God knows what it's going to sound like at the end. We'll find out later. It does sound a bit dry. That's what mm. I would say. It sounds a bit... And that's not even considering the content either. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rory Fallow is here and he makes his Wiseman say debut tonight. Hello, nice to be here. Have you got your initiation song at the ready? I have. I'm going to sing um, Little Mix, take a sip from my secret portion because well, that was blasting out when we came in here well, earlier on. Son of M, you know, play some bouncing oh, yeah. tunes. And immediately <laughs> switch the desk off. When I got in. So. Well, we might hold you to that later on if we get bored talking about no, the football. <laughs> we definitely won't. Definitely won't? No. Why not? Because be why would you want to hear that? By uh, anyone? I don't know. We should maybe put it over vote. Anyway. No, I don't do that. <laughs> right, okay, listen. One place to start when, when we think about the game and uh, three, the three centre half situation. Looking at the, making the decision before the game, Gary, uh, ticks a couple of boxes. You can get Defoe on the pitch and you can get Fletcher on the pitch at the same time together. Also, um, I think we all know of the ability of the three centre oh, well, the two centre halves he had available because of the injuries to O'Shea and Kabul. So paying three centre halves is logical in a way where you think you've got an extra one there as cover. Um, however, how much of that would you put down to the defeat? Well, I think it didn't work, and you could see he should have changed it. But he's got limited options with the injuries, and. In his defence, like you say, the Defoe Fletcher partnership really looked a bit it looked bright at times going yeah, yeah. forward. It's just that we can't defend, and that's the case where whether we've got four at the back or if mm. you've got three at the back. I mean, one of the guys that miss, went missing for the um, first goal was our man, uh, Mr. Van Arnholt, again. <laughs> and uh, he goes missing in a four, he goes missing in a five, he goes missing in a three, so it doesn't make any difference. I, I can understand what people are saying, but I'm guessing he felt. And Sam felt when they got back to twos each that he was justified in keeping it as a three at the back, and then mm. all of a sudden the wheels came off in uh, drastic fashion. <laughs> Didn't adjust. Um, I mean, I don't think it was a three at the back was the problem. Well, it did... it's overcommit. Like the, the, where there was a the midfield, there was so much space in the middle. I mean, Mvia and Catamore were anonymous really the, the entire game, apart from when Mvia gave the ball away. I mean, that, I think the fifth goal was the worst of the lot. I mean, the first goal you I mean, put down in the formation. Six, they had about six players in the box, like, and, and then they give the ball away. Like, that was a problem. They kept doing that. I, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, maybe the formation, but I, like for the first goal, controversially, I wouldn't exactly blame Van Arnold. I'd probably blame Billy Jones. Yeah. I think he's tucked right in. Where's well, he gone? I think both. both I think yeah. yeah. Van Arnold stops coming me. back, and then Jones fails to track the run. So. You see, I would say both. Well, I don't know where Jones measure. went. Where, where yeah. did Jones, Jones go? He just, in. Yeah, he just got sucked in. He was just yeah. watching the ball and didn't didn't even look like he was thinking of Delafeo at all. The the problem is, um, I mean, 
If, if you're gonna, Chris Young's just joined us here. We're just gonna yeah. seamlessly slot in Chris here. Come in, um, come in between them, Chris. <laughs> come in between them. Squeeze him in. No, well, no, well, you don't have to move. Gary's causing problems. It's I'm, like it's like I was And this brings us back to Billy Jones, the way that yeah. they were shuffling about uh, uncomfortably amongst the three of you. There. The thing is, if you're gonna go out to three centre halves. You're going to expect teething problems, especially when a fullback and Billy Jones plays there. So, if you're going to look at the big picture and think this is going to be a, a permanent thing, you have to almost just take this on the chin at times, don't you? If he's going to do that. Do you think it's a long-term thing, Chris, or do you think it's going to go in the bin like uh, Poyet, scumble it up and put it in the bin? Do you want to keep taking six goals on the chin? Diff diff no, no. Difficult, though. I mean, there were positives from it in the... There was two strikers up front. Johnson was pushed really high up the pitch. So almost every time Sunderland went forward, they had three red and white shirts attacking the edge of the Everton area and they subsequently looked dangerous every time. But the problem with it for me is that Sunderland have barely got one centre-half who's been consistent this season. So can they find three? Difficult. Jack Rodwell, interestingly, after we have this debate, we will dedicate this section of the show to the Jack Rodwell centre-half thing. And we, we say there's not a lot to go on and uh, people seem to be talking about when he was a youth player and stuff, but it's interesting he's, he's sort of thrown his hat into the ring yeah, almost now, hasn't it? Now. Our best. Well, I exactly, need to play somewhere. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, I, had to, I, had to, I had to ask him because he, he was an obvious answer, mm. isn't it? I mean, you've tried him in midfield and he continues to struggle, continues to... Be unconvincing. I, I think you've certainly got to try it on the on the training ground. Um, Allardyce was quite uncommittal about uh, using Rodwell as a centre half when I asked him about it last week. He was sort of, oh, we'd have to try it in training for a long time, yeah. but then obviously circumstances forced him to change. But might change his mind. Yeah, after exactly. After I think I think you've got to try it. How long did he get there? On Twenty minutes or so. Did he look okay? Or better. Well, the game's it's difficult, to, difficult yeah. to gauge, really, because mm. because the, the game was over. The game was so stretched. Sunderland heads heads had gone down, and Everton were were rampant. So it was such a strange game of football, wasn't it? Like I can't. I was thinking my like, first fifteen twenty minutes. I was like, I can't remember us looking as much of a threatening game in it, like in years. Like we looked really potent and like clever and you know causing all sorts of problems good movement hit the post twice and then you know give the goal away um you know the, the like well I, the second goal is a nice move but I, I mean the key, I'd like well, I'd, you I'd don't get the, key, the one two that is yeah like, the, key, that's awful. the keeper yeah. like I, as well I thought it was yeah. crap like, yeah. Yeah. Was just, was I was going to say yeah if you, if you took the keep out of the goal for that goal and somebody had a shot at an empty goal and I went where it did you would see if there was a keeper there you'd yeah. save that comfortably wouldn't you yeah I mean, and then but I mean if you look at all the goals as well it's like we always talk about individual mistakes I guess if you give we're giving quite a bit of space away in the game and then you know you, you're more likely to create individual errors because you put yourself under more strain which in turn means there's more opportunities to make individual errors what isn't forgivable is someone like Quartes again what like watching somebody just ball watching you can't, you can't judge a flight of a eight, ball eight yards eight yards yeah. from goal and you're ball watching you can't judge a flight of a ball which is something that centre half needs to do to be fair <laughs> it isn't just a minor part of your game you know I know Chris you, you text me saying it was sort of harrowing stuff would you say it was harrowing like Leicester first game Style and look pretty similar. Yeah, I, mean, I, Gareth, I wouldn't say that. No, I wouldn't say so. Because Gareth said, as Gareth said, it, it was an odd game 
considering how well Sunderland attacked. And I think probably apart from the first half against West Ham, that's by far, mm. in a way, the best that they've looked going forwards all season and probably for most of last season did, as well. The look as though they were enjoying it. That, yeah, they did. That, that, I, was, that was the thing. It looked effortless. It was like the look as though they were, you know, it was vibrant and they looked confident. Yeah, and it, su- it suited all the every player on that pitch part. Take, take away the back three. Both well, wi- they, they did, yeah. didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> but it suit, it's a system that suits both wing-backs. It suits Catamolan and Villa. Johnson revel in that free roll, and you've got two strikers who are playing as an orthodox two strikers. So. Just down to the ability of the centre-half. Then. Is it as black, and, just, white, as black and white as no, that? No, 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 I think we give the ball away too much. Too many... It's all right bombing forward, and it's great attacking play. But like Gareth said earlier, you've got to be able to control yourself and get it back. And, and if mm. you're going to get six men in their box and then give away possession cheaply, then you're going to hide into nothing. I know the game was stretched at certain times because of the goals they'd already scored, but it was just... We got back to 2-2, and then we continued to just bomb on but keep giving the ball away cheaply. You can't really remember anything that our the midfield two did. I know, like, apart from... When Mvia gave the ball away a couple of times in the second in the second half, they just didn't do anything positively or negatively. They just weren't there at all. And that was if you look at the fourth goal when Lukaku got gets yeah. so much space. Mm. Like where was where was the midfield there? I think, I think you noticed Catamol when he went off yeah. <laughs> because he wasn't there, yeah. didn't you? Because I mean, of that protection. Well, it, I mean the I mean the line was really high as well. I mean that was. Surprising. Quite strange. Why were we pushing that? But that's the idea of playing three. I, mean, I, thought, I know, like we, we've had this debate before. When you play, because th- if we remember, we sort of criticised Poy for the time he played three centre halves and played Bridcut and Catamol and sat deep because you just we just couldn't get out of our one half. So I think you, you, there's a balance there, though. You don't have to. I mean, if if you're deeper, then people like Mvia and, and Catamol come into the game. If you pushed up, then the the, the space. You know, they, they, where do they go? What what do they do? I don't get why we were so we were pushed so high up. Because surely when we go into one at half time, you're thinking, right, let's be in this with ten fifteen yeah. minutes to go. So even at three two, it's disappointing because we've just got yeah. got back to two two. But still, we where well, we, we at where we two, were. Though, at three two, I thought we're still in the game. Yeah. We're yeah. still in the game. Mm. Like at three two, because there could have been, you know, the two nil down at half time. You you know three two after fifty five minutes. You know, well, two 0 down in forty-five minutes, and then you know, ten minutes later, you're three-two. You're in the game, and you, you're probably in it a bit more because you've you've scored twice. Yeah. So it gives you that that well, confidence, doesn't it? But it's just you, you can't you can't throw a game away in like seven minutes. I mean, we have seen quite often where Sunderland concede goals in like spells like that five minutes, five six minute spells where they're conceding two or three goals, and that's the game over. And it's so it was such an unusual like like that's not what you ex when when Allardyce came, that's not what you expected, is it? That no, it wasn't, wasn't game. an Allardyce game. It wasn't was it? at all. It's well, just Allardyce so weird. But not, he set them well, up to play. Just to get back to the the high line though, I mean, I read Chris's stuff afterwards and, and Sam's called it kamikaze defending, so you can't think he's happy with how they bombed on well, him. Well, he's came out and kind of handed the blame on other players, hasn't he? Said that said you can't do that because even a 2-0 down like I was saying I thought well teething problems with a 3-5-2 I think certainly caused the first one I think Wes Brown's just age 
and yeah. um, lack lack of uh, physicality at his age to play at that level was a fault for the second one because plus it wasn't goal, exactly plus a, the goalkeeper it wasn't like well. a one-two like quickly the way no. maybe Southampton moved the ball about up the top of the field which, which is a bit worrying it was quite a laboured one-two you could see what he was going to do all day but even at that point I thought if we just keep patient play like we are I, I could see he was getting one or two yeah, back so here and then as soon as we got back to 2-2 two, two, was it just a case then that the players got a little bit carried away and then thought Let's it go for like, let's go for the throat rather than just do things as you were. It was a bit work. like school, you know, school kids football. It was like calm down, yeah, yeah, because, calm down. Yeah, because what what you would logically want to do then is you would want Everton to try and come at you Break a little you bit, down and then, again, yeah. yeah, you would think, okay, now they're they're going to have to come out of the blocks and try and get this lead back, hit them on the counter. The, the like almost, they did against Newcastle. They were almost more attack minded at two two than they were at two one. Yeah. yeah. That was, to, that was the that was the odd thing. You got to give credit to Everton. Though. I mean, I know like because oh, we'll, we'll always yeah. come on. Like we'll always Completely. come on. Like now in football, nobody credit seems to be handed out quite rarely. Everyone always talks about why people get when people lose. It's always because you've not been very good. Well, their front, Everton their front were two were excellent. Like all Co- over the park, they were they were very very good. Kone, Lukaku. Really, they'll, they'll cause a lot of defence. Like Delafeu was excellent. I mean, Delafeu was excellent. Yeah, like, dive. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, we were high for that fourth goal, but it's a fantastic ball from Delafeu again. Like a good movement off the shoulder. It was simple. It shouldn't have been as easy as that, but it was a good goal. Like the, the goals that they scored. Yeah, there could have been more pressure on the ball, but the, the Delafeu's cross for the third one was excellent. Um, you know, Lukaku's cross for the sixth one was excellent, even though he should have been pressured more and Kwane shouldn't watch the ball. <laughs> Not off. Yeah. Um, so there are mistakes in there, but Everton, I mean, you know, they had, what, eight eight shots on target and scored six of them. So, you know, Sunderland had nine shots on target and scored two. 17 shots on goal. You know, you, you wonder, can, what, can Sunderland afford to be the kind of team who are going to be having 17 attempts on goal in a game because... You're not going to take enough of those. Well, chances. we did advocate set up the season would suggest not. Yeah, well, because, absolutely. Because that, well, that's what we criticised them for being too open and being a too attack minded. I think. I think, I think advocate had seen how the draws had really killed Sunderland last season. How the, how the, and it was almost better to think, well, we'll win one, we lose the next. But that, def- that didn't def- win one. <laughs> <laughs> that was the slight problem. Yeah. But that, that defence is so so fragile and so open that. Even if you get ahead, which Sunderland haven't done very very often this season, you don't, you don't give them not giving them a lot of hope of holding on to it. But let's let's take this the, the you know um, Allardyce's three games in in isolation, and he had Kabul and O'Shea available, um, and we you know we lost one nil at West Brom, which you know disputed disputed goal could have could have got away with that nil nil a point, <coughs> you know it's a it's a start. Um, should have really done better in the first half in that game. Didn't take the chances, but we didn't we didn't look in in trouble at any point in that game. You got Newcastle, obviously, clean sheet, three goals. Where you go, and then this one, it was just completely just different. It was just such a strange game, and I'm, I mean, I was, you know I feel pretty relaxed about it still. I'm still, you know, confident in a way. I mean, what we're only two points. From safety, which is seems strange at this stage. There's plenty, there's plenty games left. Um, I think there's enough there, but he's just got to get that balance right. But if he's as, as he suggested, if the players are the ones who aren't listening, he's got to get that. He's got to drill that message home somehow. It's interesting he was saying how he's, 
he's used 18 players and he's got an idea of which ones he can rely on, which ones he hasn't. I know he dropped Lentz. Is, is, he, is he saying, well, I can't really play him because he's not going to do what I need him to do going backwards? You know, I mean, I know like Van Arnold's getting a lot of stick for the weekend, but I mean, I didn't think he was like no, like noticeably horrific. Like seen, seen him worse. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> yeah. him worse. And oh, that. But I think that that's, is that not tempered because he was so he looked so good going forward that you sort of forget that he's gone missing again. Maybe, uh, but I think just some of him you was look a at, player. You look at it, you, but you look at it. I think his performance summed his yeah. performance summed up the whole team's performance. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's just. It's just I think you know there's other players on the pitch apart from like a young lad who's like you know learning a difficult position at the top level. You know you look at you know experienced players on the pitch who you know people like like Brown. And I know it's probably an age thing. And he hasn't played. And he hasn't played, no. but he didn't. It's just you expecting you expecting somebody like that to like you know really like take people by the scruff of the neck and that, and he just. But then, didn't we? We all expected the Sam Allardyce team to take You wouldn't expect the Sam Allardyce team to play that way and to concede them kind of. I know he's only been here two mm. minutes, but I think that's what shocked people as well. We thought, like, all right, we didn't think the, the Derby win was the be all and end all, didn't solve all of our problems, but we thought, oh, maybe he's got them a bit more organised. Maybe he's, I know Newcastle played very well in the first half and were unlucky, but maybe he's got them playing a bit more. Spirit and I know there was a change in personnel as well, but I was just shocked to see an Allardyce team mm. going forward so gung ho, especially after getting back to two. And you you could hear the Everton fans really starting to get on the Everton players' yeah. backs, and you think, and right, just hold on for another mm. ten minutes, yeah. just keep them out for another ten but minutes, his, and they'll start to turn it. His yeah. comments after the game suggest that wasn't his game plan either, though. No, yeah. yeah. So the players have sort of went off on the. But you do wonder, on don't you? Almost, but you do yeah. wonder that first 15, 20 minutes, one of those chances goes in. No, we and, can't and, do it. Some you, as I say, no, but you take the crowd. Yeah. But you're talking about the crowd getting on the back. One of those goes in. That first goal is really important. Again, though, Gareth, can you right? see that? Can you see that defence holding on to well, I don't the rest know. of nine it, minutes for one 0 win? But I think it's different yeah. though when you. If you go one or two uh, up and then you're hanging on to something rather than coming back into a game I mean, from two 0 down and then going a little bit, even you going, know. going back to the going back to the derby game, not to labour the point, but just as Chris said there, a three 0 three 0 up. I was only half joking when yeah. I, turned, I turned me mates and went, "If we get another one, I'll be confident we can see this out now without shipping a load of goals." Because that's what it is, and as Chris says, like I think we do need to go ahead first. We really do because the confidence, the way confidence is. But even then, you go one nil up, and, and you're just thinking, well, one one mistake away from the wheels coming off here again, you know. And, and you need to go, you need to go two or three up to even think, oh well, we can ship one now, but we, we might still be all right. And you, you're constantly waiting for for, for the mistake mm. to come. It's how long you can hang on? How long yeah. are we going to have left to hang on to? Yeah, I mean, but seven minutes wouldn't have been long enough. You concede one in the eighty-third minute, mm. you'd be four 0 down by the ninetieth minute. It's it's just a, it's funny, isn't it? It's just the way Sunderland are. It's, it's a way it state of so, It was just a, it was very Sunderland yesterday, wasn't it? It was like the ultimate Sunderland mm. performance. Mm. But it, what's worrying for me, Stephen just touched on there. Sam sort of distancing himself, sort of making sure that people knew that that wasn't his kind of performance either. So if they're not listening to Sam, 
They obviously weren't listening to previous, man. I mean, are they yeah. alone to themselves? So we have, we'll just go so and we, play which way we want, lads. So we have a sweepstake into how many games into the season before Allardyce says there's a deep-lying problem at this <laughs> football yeah. club and there's something going but, on behind but, the scenes and I don't know what it is. But they all can't be wrong, can they? I mean, <laughs> it's like the same play. Well, to, to a large extent, the same players are there or there's a core of the same players and all these managers that's come in and been lauded on the way to Sunderland and sort of gone... Gone with the tails between the legs on the way out to Sunderland, you know what I mean? They can't all be wrong, mm. you know, there's got to be something. Sam does strike me as, as someone who wouldn't turn to that as easily as other managers have. No, perhaps. probably not. But it, it, he also strikes me as somebody who will come out and say, it's not my fault, it's them, they're not. They're, I don't know if he'll back them mm. as much as other managers have and sort of try to protect them by saying, look, we're, we're, we're working on stuff, we're trying to get there. I think he will actually come out and say, that's not what I told them to do. Mm. That's not what I wanted. I'm, do you know what I mean? I, well, I really think you're, you're, you're totally right. But then when it, when you're looking at defenders, his options are very limited in that respect, aren't you? So if you come if you bomb, who are you going to bomb them out for? Like yeah. you can't you, you can't say right okay that was if if Kabul and O'Shea continue to be injury prone this season, you can't just bomb Brown out and quite as out because nobody else to play. After well, he keeps saying he's looking for a. A Bosman striker, he might have to look for he, four Bosman centre halves. He desperately needs new defenders in January. He needs a new centre half and a, le- and a left back who can defend. Because um, Van Anholt, I think if you put him on the left wing or even as a left wing back, going forward, he's got, his pace is, is, is his chief asset, but he's just got no spatial awareness. Uh, but he and, did. And just what happened? Up. Like he did. I, I, I don't think he did. I don't think he did, Gareth. I think no, I think Poet set up a system to protect him because mm-hmm. he sat so deep. He had that holding midfielder of yeah. a Catamola brick cut. It was all to protect. Van and it, I think he also, much as I'm not the kid's biggest fan, I think it was to the detriment of Wickham because Wickham was made yeah. to do yeah. the dog's work on the left hand side, which took away. From slightly protected Van Arnold, whereas other people, like Lens and that, won't do that. And it's, it, I think it's come more to the fore. Remember the QPR game last season, where we did play with without those three mm. across. We played that diamond. Gomez was ahead of him, wasn't he? Yeah, and Van yeah. Arnold just got exposed time yeah, after did. time. To in be that fair, game, he didn't have, murdered. but he didn't have like anyone protecting him no. there, though. That's a, but, Go, like, he Gomez had anyone there, protecting him, yeah. though. Like that's a thing. I'm just I'm reluctant to. Like I don't, I don't really like it when. People get like individuals get blamed vehemently, and like yesterday, you could see people like like Van Arnold straight away. It was like, oh well, it's Van Arnold's fault because he's came back in, and people are like desperate. But there's like I was saying, there's other people out there with a more experience than him who should be taking responsibility for for situations, and and nobody did. And yeah, well, you, you, this team, this team isn't good enough for. You know, you can you'll be you can that you can carry some players in in a team like Sunderland, but you can't carry a lot of them. And I think, you know, all across the back, all all well, all well, I wouldn't actually Yedlin thought did all right, but you know, again he was he was bombing too far yeah. forward, wasn't he? And, and, he, and again, his, his distribution wasn't at times wasn't yeah, wasn't yeah. the best. Which, which when you're bombing forward to give a ball away cheaply, mm. and then you're on the back foot. I know he's quick, but like. And, and, and I'm not trying to start a Van Arnold. Which no, no, well, I don't think I, you started. I, I think, think it's. I think it's I like think I well on the way. Yesterday, well, I think it, the it, column, I think I blamed him and Jones equally for for mm. the first goal. Yeah, I was. They both switched off. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think I blamed other like we've done on the at night. Uh, blamed other people for the goals that followed. But it, I just find as, as somebody who played very, 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 very low level 
as, as a defender, I find it absolutely amazing that he gets to his age playing in defence and doesn't, like Chris said, doesn't seem to have the spatial awareness or the marking awareness. I know it's a much, much higher level and you're going to get tested, but it's basics of mm. following your man. And, he, and he's quick enough to get back and he doesn't always try, he doesn't always bust a gut, which is what annoys me. Not making the mistake, but if you then bust a gut to get back and you don't get back, then fair enough, you've tried. Sometimes he's just jogging back like a Sunday league player. Do you think he subconsciously relieved himself of defensive duties because he, he thought he was a wing-back as opposed to a, a full-back, perhaps? <laughs> maybe, and he thought, well, I don't have to go in and, <laughs> yeah, and do this Maybe, that, but then he doesn't. <laughs> you can argue that he's similar a left-back as well. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's not, you know, if you got rid of Van Arnold and got a left-back in and did the job, then it's still not going to solve no. every little problem we've got and it's still not going to solve all the defensive woes we've got. But I think even taking a little bit of pressure off him by having somebody there and maybe even push him on because he knows he's really the only left back we've got. I know you can put Jones there and you could maybe use the Ed, uh, Edlin across there. But, but the back four looks solid in fact, Sam's first two games. I know like it, it makes a big difference because 50% of it's gone now yeah. with O'Shane well, and Kabul. But also it shows you... that he could defend with that shape, but it, mm. it gets back to the... The four flexed fingers, trying to get them all on the same I, side. I know, I don't. I know the system things being taught about, <clears> and <throat> Sam's sort of said it doesn't matter what system if you play if you don't do your job properly and all this, which is is correct. Yeah. Um, what I would say is, in, when you get into a spell of the game like the second half of the first half, when things are a little bit ragged and, and it's not a system you're used to playing, you could see the players looking around. Always looking for the shape, so that where am I supposed to be? Where am I supposed to be going? And as a result, people aren't pressuring the ball because they're looking behind them, looking around them. Where's where's you know Mvio? Where's the centre backs? Where's where's well where is Van Anhold? Um, but they're doing that, and then as a result, Everton is just like knocking the ball in front of them, and yeah. nobody's getting out of the ball because people are the kind of going where we need to stay in shape and be compact and not get played through, but. I think like a system like that. I mean, it wasn't even a three-five-two. It was almost like a three-four-three. It was, yeah. I mean, like John. I know Johnson did some good stuff, but I mean, we talk about luxury players and stuff like that in the modern game. Asking someone like just say to Johnson, like, oh, just go and uh, go and do whatever you want. I mean, imagine I thought, that I, you'd just be like, oh, brilliant, and you just like run around, <clears> and then you'd be did, like, oh, I never did, mind. I thought, I thought he, did, well. he did some good stuff, but no, he, he did. Again, he did. But he, that's, he that is a luxury. I mean. Well. You, you, you can't just have somebody essentially just playing where he wants. Like a, I mean, that it was like a, a school kid number ten. Yeah, it was it like was. it wasn't just it wasn't a number ten. It was just like <laughs> your best player and mm. your team, and yeah. you go and just like run around and do what you want, sort of thing. And that that's what it was. It was very weird. And like sometimes, like he, Billy Jones would just be like on the edge of the box or something like that when we were attacking yeah, and then he'd be well, what, why are you there and then Yedlin would be like inside and I, th I, th odd. I think the idea was probably to have five defenders and Catamolan and Via sitting and keep that sort of defensive unit intact and then have three people forward who could do basically most of the attacking but then everyone else seemed to want to attack as well. Which that's what it was like. It was like, like you've scored a goal. It's my turn. It's my <laughs> yeah. turn for a goal. I haven't scored one today. Which would suggest, though, Chris, then, if that's where you think that he could be prepared to stick with it, if he thinks the players just need more patience and more discipline. I, I don't know. I mean, he didn't, he, he didn't have long to prepare it on the training ground because, obviously, they were waiting on the news about um, Kabul, I think, principally. 
I, I think it'll probably depend on the fitness of Kabul and o, O'Shea. And how are the fitness to, to some extent. It's, the hint from him yesterday was still sort of that it might be until after the international break before they're back, which doesn't bode well. What is what, what's Beedling done? Is he broken his ankle or something? He broke his ankle a couple of months ago, so he should, he's back in training, is but he, he hasn't played for the 21s so or anything. Who, who are the defenders for the 21s or any of them, do you think, up to it? Would they be better than Billy Jones or Quartes at, I mean, at centre-half on Ledger, Brown? Michael Ledger has only just come up from the 18, so this is his first year as a senior pro. Uh, and then George Brady is coming from Chelsea. I'm not sure. Be- Beedling would be the one. Yeah. He's the best of the defensive bunch but he's coming not, through. He's but he's not available. Fit. I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, we always do the you know, kind of joke about the chucking the kids in thing. And but you know, I think there's a, there is an argument if there is a player who understands the position he's playing in, um, and he's playing there. I mean, the under 21s have only conceded about five yeah. goals in eight games or something, haven't they? So now I'm not, and it's a totally different level and all that. We, you know, I'm not going to like contradict myself in that point, but you know, sometimes you think, well, you know, what is there any value in playing someone? Does I mean that? That fourth goal is a is a basic goal to concede, isn't it? And which one's the fourth to, goal? Yeah, I'm the, trying to the, work in the, the, the where he's gone clean through. Yeah, um, that's it. Like you'd think that that's the only thing that stopped that goal. Well, we're too high, and then Brown's not quick enough to recover. No. Is he not fast enough? Well, you'd like to think that some of the younger lads would be a bit quicker. Yeah, I mean that's the thing they are lacking is the the pace at the back in in the centre centre half positions and. You know, you can go back this summer again and look at, like, you know, you know, Quartes, you can understand why they're signing him for one or two million quid or whatever, but in my opinion, on the strength of six games last season, in the, in the kind of way we set up, he was never going to, he's not a starter. I think I think as you your know. fourth choice centre-half, yeah. we'd be, you'd be yeah. pr- 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 pretty happy with Quartes, with Quartes exactly. if you're in the bottom, but you, bottom you, reaches the you don't want to start the season not, with him. When O'Shea's had to guide him through it. You, yeah, he needs you, someone you, to guide, he's he's okay, guide him through it. He's like, he's like Van Anhol, he mm. hasn't got the concentration. If it's back to the wall, defending, and he's up for it, yeah. and he wants to chuck his body in the way and win headers and out-muscle people, great. Yeah. But when you when not, not every game is back to the wall, no. defending away... A, a, a big club, and we, he hasn't done that this season either. He's like what we've, we've talked about him before, and he's what he's he must be about 15 stone, 16 stone, six foot five bloke, and he gets bullied. And it's, I mean, it's pathetic. Like at times to watch that, it's embarrassing. Um, I mean, I know he's a young lad as well, but. Come on! Like but it's, it's been, like you say about like Vanana. It's a special like awareness as well. Is it, is it the fifth? Was it the fifth yeah. goal? Where he, he just won't be the have, only one that gets bullied by Luke Carter this season. No, to be fair, no. he, he won't. But, but, but that goal, that goal where the cross came in in the air, was, he didn't even get bullied. Yeah. He just didn't yeah. have a clue. Well, he, did it, he did it against Exeter. He did. It was practically exactly the same goal he conceded against Exeter, where he's got under the ball and the lads headed it down, and someone scored from a knockdown who was under no pressure whatsoever. But it's the same. He, like he's done it against a, t- a team. I don't think they played any strikers or something. No. Exited that night. I think they played like with a false number nine or something. I'm sure Barnsley was like, saying that. Like we conceded if three goals. If he's fourth choice, then fair enough. But you get what you pay for, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and then we're talking about that. How far down the list are we going to get to Wes Brown on his current in his current situation, and how far down we're going down the list to say that Billy Jones is a is a centre half now um, after playing at left back. 
quite well for the last few games. I understand it's a changing system and he's not a wing-back, so I want to play wing-backs, but if you're going to play three at the back and then you have to move him inside, I know Roberge is, what he's got not, not, not well, he hasn't got a squad hasn't number or anything, has he? But, yeah, I mean, even him, I mean, he kept a clean sheet at Everton with Diakite and Brown and Coates kept a clean sheet five months ago at Everton. So, it's only five months ago, it's not that long ago, so you can defend if you want to, but it, it, I, I don't know, it's just, you have to question... The deep line the, issue why, with the club. Why you want... No, why? <laughs> <laughs> you see, we're, talking about, we're talking about defending all the time, and like you've got to want to defend. Like Defending galvanises teams, you defend as a team, it builds the spirit. <clears throat> you know, you, in, at the moment, they just don't want to defend. I'm not sure they've got the personnel to do it. But you've got to put... You've got to... You've got to want it, though. You've got to want I, to do I, it. I completely agree, Gareth. Do you think I, it, I, don't, do you think I don't, it, don't think they've got the personnel. Mm, but in do you that, think at times yesterday that maybe after the second one that there were the desire to defend was there? I don't think it was the desire. I just think it was the ability. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I don't no, know. I thought um, it was a little bit pedestrian at the time. But but maybe, maybe for the for the fifth and sixth, but certainly no, for but the third I've seen and fourth. The second, in the first half, I thought after we conceded the second, the yeah, I think, I think I think Everton were toying with them a little yeah. bit. Yeah, even, even the bit. second goal, like saying it yeah. before, but like Brown is just. I, I know it's an ability issue. I think. Yeah, what yeah. about his yeah. age and his fitness? The yeah. way he's just so slow to reaction. I don't think it's the same. It's just like Chris and it's Eddie. all well and good in an ideal world. Everyone's saying, "Oh, you know," a lot of people compare it to Gary Neville's last performance for Man U. They say when he realised uh, he couldn't do it anymore, and that's all well and good. But if you've got nobody else to play, that's the then problem. it's no good just saying, "Okay, on your bike." Whereas if there's nobody else to come in, unless he ha- he, he had a sign and lined up. A Bosman sign and lined up. Well, also that you know that yesterday as well. I read a lot of people saying, "Oh, I can't believe we kept Brown and got rid of Revy." Yeah, I mean that that's a point and and a, and a different day of the week. But having a right another right back in the squad yesterday wouldn't have made any difference whatsoever. They would we had a right back playing at centre half. What would what are you going to play Revy and and Jones at centre half with Quates? Dear me, <laughs> I mean what what would that have been like? But it's just when things start to go a bit wrong, um, you know, everyone starts to come out and start saying, "Well, what about this? What about that?" I think, like you say, the ability is an is, is an issue, and it's been something that's been a problem since the summer. But yeah, I think you've got to take Sam's three games in isolation, though, and say what well, he's taken a point a game. Three, you know, Everton. You'd probably think if we'd got a point at West Brom. Which probably deserved <clears throat> the win with against Newcastle and then the defeat at Everton. It wouldn't look so bad. I think it was just. I thought at the time Sunderland. It was the best and worst of Sunderland in one game yesterday. I thought it was just very strange. I mean, just to finish up here because um, we, we've got to leave the studio slightly early <laughs> tonight. Um, are people generally confident on the Sam? I guess well, I'll just finish up on relating it to uh, Aston Villa, who who made an appointment today, Remy Garden. I know I've said it before, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I'm just particularly happy that we beat them to Sam because would you rather have a, a French guy who come in who, who with a lot of French players or would you rather have somebody... Well, you, Rory made a good point in the car when we're on the some, way. About somebody, who's, actually, yeah. somebody who comes in who knows the English game, knows how to grind results out. I'm saying on the way, on the way here, like with, with Remy Gard, that's a good manager to bring in if you've got the pre-season under him. You've got, and you can, he can bring in his own players and have that settled pre-season of players getting into his own methods. Is that the kind of appointment you want to make when you want to like give your players a bit of a lift for a bounce and then take them from there? I 
think I would rather have that safe pair of hands yeah. with Allardyce. I agree, absolutely. That's a good place to finish it. So, oh, actually, we need to mention that we're moving to Acast, which is a point. Get it, get it, get it, that on. Yeah, then. so um, we've we've been in the, in talks, <coughs> negotiations, and the yellow tickers are gone through, and that, and we're we're moving to Acast. So, um, you'll you'll find that the current well this RSS feed that you'll be listening to the 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 thing on if you listen to iTunes, um, will still exist for a little while on iTunes. Um, and then there'll be another one that appears soon, and that'll be the Acast one. Eventually, we'll move over to that. SoundCloud will be no more. So if you listen on SoundCloud, you'll be able to listen on the Acast app. Um, <clears throat> similar interface to SoundCloud's pretty much the same. You'll be able to um, find the, find the shows on there. And if you subscribe on RSS um, with an Android device, and there'll be a new RSS feed. So when we get the all the details finalised, totally, um, we'll we'll we'll, we'll hand out the new RSS feed um, the main reason we're doing it is just because it costs us about £25 a month to do the podcast and we don't make any money from it um, in moving to Acast it won't cost us anything so it's a bit of a faff but you know it saves us some money so. there you go so, yeah. join us on Thursday for Into the Light thanks for listening over and out <laughs>